0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash bball for eligibility deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
1: heavy is the head that wears the crown I put in extra work that just can't be found work I took the sword out the stone wasn't a thing look me in my eyes because I'm a king Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king God made me punch in accurate numbers. Yeah. My castle won't crumble, nah. what I tackle will fumble. Yeah. I have been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet up. up according to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Nah. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Yeah. Big says sky is the limit, I look down on the ledge. The I push the bar like I'm opening a cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. You I need on. all of mine, the weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? What? Well, Goliath fell yeah. even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked I make all my moves on the board, I invented my steps I'm a king, the blood of a ruler, I feel like Mansa Musa Make your squad disappear like landin' by the Bermuda Triangle, look at it from my angle I'm a king, the closest things are being one of God's angels I'm a king Heavy is the head that wears the crown I put in extra work that just can't be found I took the sword out, the stone wasn't a thing Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. king.
2: Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. king. Yeah, yeah, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast. I am your host, Jay Spence, the King. And I'ma just tell you, I don't know, I I just did my opening, and y'all know I say it every week, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, but we got some news today that kind of broke about maybe an hour and a half, two hours ago, that doesn't make it feel like much of a good day, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Um, The legendary John Madden, Coach John Madden, um, passed away today at the age of 85. And so I kind of want to just open the show and spend a little bit of time talking about um, his legacy and how amazing he is or was. And, you know, there's a whole generation, there's multiple generations of people who know john madden for several different reasons but i kind of just wanted to take a brief moment just to talk about it because um he's so much more than a video game name you know he's so much more than um the guy that always you know because a lot of times you know you uh you think about john madden you think about the video game especially now younger kids my nephews you know they play madden so so when they hear madden all they think about is playing their favorite game online talking crap to people across the country that they don't know and uh you know whatever that's what they think about but for me personally John Madden um is probably the real reason um that I got interested in football and I'm not saying that lightly I'm not saying that um just with the events today and try to be dramatic about my emotions or my feelings Uh, but John Madden 100% he made the game relatable to people who did not understand the game it was comical at times because of the way he talked and because of the way he, you know, chose to point out everything that was, you know, anything that he was talking about, the way he articulated it and the way he, you know, diagrammed his, you know, his plays and all that stuff. it, It made it funny, but at the same time, it really made it easy to understand for people. And one of the things that I will always remember is, you know, his love for, pretty much just the game in general, regardless of how he was talking about it, what position he was talking about when he was talking about it. He, he had so much passion for the game. And if, if you know anybody who was a a Raiders fan, they'll even have a completely different love affair or a love story with the legend of John Madden because of him being the coach there. And um, I'm going to just tell you, this is a sad day in sports. This isn't a sad day for football. This isn't a sad day for video gamers This isn't a sad day for this is a sad day for everybody involved in sports. John Madden was, if not the best, he was one of the best just people, period. You don't have. So the way you hear all these bad stories about guys and the way you hear all this negativity about guys. And now, like five years later, things come up about people and blah, blah, blah. John Madden's 85. You ain't heard a thing. You went, and you're not gonna hear a thing because his love was football. His love was making people fall in love with football. And and the best way that he was able to articulate it, that's what he did. So um I guess the best way I can honor him tonight by by doing my show is by talking about, you know, some of the things that he loved so much. So I'm gonna start off by talking about Brett Favre. And uh anybody who was a John Madden fan knows why talking about Brett Favre is You know, it 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 honors him to do so I'm not going to do it in a way where I sit here And I I have a love speech about Brett Favre Even though for a long time Brett Favre was my favorite quarterback Um, The thing that I wanted to talk about Brett Favre to tie it into this show Because it's a heavy Bills related show I wanted to talk about how Sunday We looked at our quarterback in Josh Allen And if there was ever a game That I can say he reminded me of Brett Favre Damn it, it was this past Sunday. It was this past Sunday where I can say Josh Allen. He said growing up that Brett Favre was his dude and Brett Favre was one of his favorites and Brett Favre this. I'm gonna tell you if there was any game that we can say that Josh Allen looked like Brett Favre in the right way, it was this game. I personally feel like this was the best game of Josh Allen's career, and he's had multiple. This he's had multiple. You can go back to the game uh, down in Miami. His really any game in Miami, he seems like he just dominates every single time he plays him. But this time around, playing against New England in New England, came up big. He came up big, and he made throws that were just ungodly. They, like they were throws from out the, out of this world. I don't I don't know how he made some of the passes that he made, but he did it. And and I guess the way I can tie that in the reason why I brought up Brett Favre is because one of the things that amazed me about Brett Favre as a kid, and again, this is why John Madden made me fall in love with the game, because my first favorite quarterback, no, it wasn't Jim Kelly, sorry, Bills fans. My first favorite quarterback was Brett Favre. And the reason being is because when John Madden started to talk about Brett Favre and he started to break down how ridiculous some of the throws were. And how amazing uh, just the gameplay of Brett Favre was. It reminded me about Sunday and Josh Allen made a couple throws. He made like maybe four or five different throws that make you just say, holy smokes, what in the world is going on? But, but one in particular that he threw to Isaiah McKenzie, Josh Allen was dropping. He was dropping footballs in buckets from 20, 30, 40 yards out every single time. and, and, as elusive as he can be and as strong as his arm is and as amazing, like all of these things that Josh Allen has become, he's also very, very, very like the growth that we've witnessed from this guy from year one until now, it it annoys me when we always hear these other um, quarterbacks coming up and they're like, well, if he can make a Josh Allen leap, well, if he can do that, I'm gonna tell you, Josh Allen wasn't expected to make a Josh Allen leap. Like, it's an impossible thing. He did it, but it's, like, before Josh Allen, you can't name me two quarterbacks that made the type of jump that Josh Allen has made from year one to year four. You can't do it. So now, you know, you look at this game Sunday, and you look at, first of all, can and let me pause from Josh for a second. Can we talk about Isaiah McKenzie being a freaking GOAT? Can we talk about how Isaiah McKenzie and and everybody, on, everybody in the comments and everybody who's going to listen to this in podcast form, you know I've been extra critical of Isaiah when it comes to special teams play and I still have some people kind of yelling at me like well no Isaiah's probably still the best special teamer he's not he's he's not and he shouldn't be back there for special teams I'm gonna just tell you that but what he should be there for he needs to be in the offense and he needs to be in the offense to the point where sorry to say this to to Cole fans he needs to just take Cole snaps I love Cole Beasley I've been saying for the longest that I felt that he was one of the top Um, he's one of the top slot receivers in the league, but this year I just haven't been getting that same top slot or top slot receiver type of fills. It doesn't seem like he's making the plays that he was making last year. All those things. Now, now he had a game where he kind of was bailing us out, but that's not what that's not what we've been getting. So Isaiah McKenzie took full advantage of all of that. He took full advantage of all of that. So now you talk about this pass that Josh Allen made to the sideline where Isaiah, I think it's the pass that took him over 100 yards, actually. Look, I don't know what Brian Dayball figured out. I don't know what Josh Allen figured out. I don't know what i don't know what Lil Dirty figured out. All I'm going to tell him is to keep eating what you ate for breakfast, keep drinking what you drank the night before. Don't change a damn thing because we got two more games in this season and we need to bring this thing home. Um, Josh Allen's that dude. Josh Allen is that dude. I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm i I'm actually bring my family in now because I, I, I told them to kind of come in a little bit later. But, like I said, the news of the news of John Madden actually did kind of, it kind of threw me a little bit here. John Madden, uh, was that dude. So it kind of, it kind of threw off my plans here for the night. Uh, so my man Anthony is is not quite with us yet. I'm gonna bring my brother in. I got a brother. I got new family, and not only do I got new family, I got new family who is real and i'm gonna bring him in my man jeremiah poyer what is going on big dog
3: how you doing boss i appreciate you having me
2: man i appreciate you being on man it's um so a lot of people don't know and this is not a this is not a thing where i'm saying that like me and your brother are friends but you and i have actually started to we have more conversations and we're we um you know we talk a lot now and i appreciate you so i appreciate you for jumping on and and hey we're gonna get it in tonight. i told you before coming on here i'm gonna talk some crap (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'm ready for it. Uh I do wanna say rest in peace, John Madden. Uh he was a big uh influence to a lot of people. Um uh, and that probably through the video game, even though people don't want to talk about the video game being he, he he uh he can hit a lot of levels, um, a lot of generations because of what he's built as far as a, a person. So I, I do respect uh and, and rest in peace, John Madden. Appreciate
2: it. Well, well, no, you know what? I don't want to not talk about the video game because the thing with the video game is that what John Madden did with the video game, he made the common fan, like the person who really, you know, he 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 was able to connect people to the game on several levels. So first, he taught the fundamentals of the game. Secondly, there are people who know names of players who otherwise wouldn't have known them. Because when you're playing the game of Madden and you, like, and you pick your team, you end up basically you know utilizing your roster and then that's how you learn the game right. uh so so no he he brought a familiarity with the game he brought a love to the game uh through a video game and and for my first one man it started for me with Sega Genesis I don't know about you uh <laughs> w- what was your what was your first that's make that's that's aging me a bit oh, age um,
3: do you know what
2: your first Madden was
3: I think it was uh man my first Madden might have been like really young I, I I don't know if it was nintendo 64 or my first one that i remember was um ps4 or ps3 uh Madden 07 with vic on the cover that's the first one i remember
2: okay okay yeah no that one the one with vic on the cover was special but that was i think that was special um for a few different reasons one it was like the first year Well, I can't say the first year, but it was the first year that the running quarterback became like a like on the video game. It became a serious weapon because before that, you had a couple quarterbacks that had some mobility and some speed, but you weren't dominating games like you were doing with Mike Vick. Once we got that thing in there with Mike Vick, man, it was over.
3: Yeah, that game was broken, but it it built at least it built a segue into having running quarterbacks that you could just run around in the backfields for about an hour with Mike Vick and then just throw a a streak (laughs) streaking.
2: easy easy oh uh, you could all uh, you had to do really you didn't even have to call you would call any play and then just run it to the side and it was, right. it was almost um reminiscent of uh Bo in the video game that Bo is in, how you really could just give Bo the ball and
3: just do whatever <laughs> whatever that's, you wanted to do. That's a little beyond my age gap, but my dad would appreciate it.
2: <laughs> Yo, come on. <laughs> I'm <just saying>. See? <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? You already own it. So I'm gonna tell you what. So we still got Anthony coming in. Um, he's having some some technical difficulties. He just let me know. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of wait for him to come in, but you and I can kind of get this thing jumping, man. Let's start off here since you just called me old let's start off here um (laughs) your brother was snubbed out of a pro bowl spot and not just your brother micah josh um tremaine there's quite a few of them on the team that i feel were deserving of a pro bowl spot how about i just take a second and give you a second just to go i don't even want to ask a question i just want to know your feelings on it
3: man um there, there's a lot of reasons and I'm really going to not try to sound like a Homer here. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I was looking at a bunch of like statistical categories. If you just go by statistics, um, he has better stats than the guy up in Kansas city. Um, uh, other than tackles, he has better stats than the guy in uh, San Diego or Los Angeles, I guess. And it's not the the reason i'm sick of it is not just cuz of this year like this has been 5 years in the making um of him getting snubbed debatable or not for 5 years you can't you can't snub somebody debatably for 5 years especially not this year where he's been killing it from the beginning and i and i'll just take that from a jordan Porter standpoint as far as the last time we've seen a, an elite safety core this good um that i can remember is probably the boom legion of boom and i look back and look at their stats from 2011 2015 and jordan has better stats than every single one of them uh than earl and cam in all those years i think Force fumbles was the only stat category that earl had more than and jordan in. and it's it's just beyond it's beyond me as far as that josh is uh i don't know how that happened um because He's popular, you know what I mean? Like, everybody looks at it like a popularity contest. He's a popular guy. He's a very relatable guy. And he has every single number to back it up um,
0: Yeah.
3: as far as his st- stats in um, – and, and I'm assuming that's what people look at. Yeah, obviously, you have the eye test, and you can't tell me that Josh hasn't passed the eye test in every big game this year.
2: No, you can't because um, really now I know obviously there's a couple games there that we want to have back. So the Jaguars game, and, right. um, you know, obviously the first Patriots game, but that, that was one of those games where it's weather. You can't really, I don't, I don't count that one against Josh as much as I counted against the coaching. And that's on me. I, I don't expect you to say that I'm saying that. Uh, but, but you do look at certain games throughout the season and it's like, how do you not, how do you not put Josh Above Lamar Jackson, how do you not put you know? And and this is not a diss I love Lamar. I actually have a signed autographed jersey from Lamar. I love Lamar, but the thing is, this season, I understand. Yes, he's doing more with less because he doesn't like you know. He had three of his running backs going into reserve, and he doesn't really have a true number one right receiver because I mean, Sammy Watkins, you know, he's Sammy's good, but Sammy isn't like the number. He's not Steph. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. Again, that's not a shot at, at Sammy. It's more so saying the caliber of receiver is not is not Diggs. It's not um, Devontae Adams. So for for you not to recognize the guy that's second in the league with touchdowns. Like Josh is second in the league in scoring touchdowns. And I, at least I thought that the whole point of, of offense was to score. Right. Like I thought that was the whole point. <laughs> and, and when you have a guy that's doing it better than everybody in the league except for one person, how does that guy not make the Pro Bowl? I don't understand, man.
3: Right. No, and I, um, I, I guess as far as, like, the MVP debate, he's up there as well. And I don't, I don't know if I've seen – I don't remember the last time I've seen a quarterback in the MVP debate that didn't make the Pro Bowl. I'm a little confused about that.
2: Damn. And that's great. And so, and so I'll have to publicly apologize to him now anyway, too, because I actually said previously, Josh ain't gonna get MVP this year because he had too many turnovers. Right. But um, he's turned to me, he's t- over the last, from the second half of the, the Buccaneers game, he's turned around, um, I guess, what I see as his season. He's been, he's been like, deadly accurate. You know, I always joke, you know, I know everybody saw... um training day with denzel and he's like you know i'm surgical with this jake like that's how i look at how <laughs> josh has been since the second half of the bucks game he's just out there being ridiculous um but but really the real reason for anger and riot for me is your brother and micah um tremaine is the, he's like a first alternate so i guess like that's not as bad but it's still like he should have made it um matt milano to me should have made it but Absolutely. your brother th- th- the safeties man like that's the part that i get caught up on because you can't tell me anywhere around the league where there's a tandem of guys who play the way these guys play together you you can't do it and and i don't care if you want to go statistically i don't want to i don't care if you want to go with the eye test i don't care how you want to go there is no one in the league playing at the level that micah hyde and jordan poyer are playing
3: at at the moment no just period and i for me it's like okay so if if you're going to hold both of them out, as as far as maybe, maybe it's they're splitting votes that my mom had that, that theory that they're splitting um, fan vote, they're splitting coaches votes, they're splitting players votes. That's why neither of them are are getting it very often. Um, That's possible. But at the same time, they're like individually, they're, they both have five interceptions. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I I thought the, the whole point of playing defensive backfield was to take, take the ball away and they're doing it better than everybody besides digs um and, and coincidentally like I, I just don't understand um i don't understand the thought process going through getting these pro bowl teams together um like i like i said i don't want to sound like a homer and i know i do but um i just you can't really argue with the numbers and then if you want to go eye test like they've been doing it all year and most people that say i test don't watch enough buffalo Bills games to even say oh, he doesn't look like this or he doesn't look like that. Like, you watch one or two Buffalo Bills games and say he doesn't have it. like.
2: Man, and with the eye test stuff that you're talking about, I I think the bigger point to me, and I I get that Pro Bowl voting probably ended closer to the the point that I'm about to make, but when Tredavious White went out and then you look at the defense pretty much not miss a beat, you know what I mean? Like, you have an all-pro cornerback that's now gone, gone. He's no longer on the ro- Well, he's on the roster, but he's not. Pl- he's not active. And top two our cornerback. passing. Top.
0: Hey, hey, I'm not <laughs> top even two, mad at you. I ain't top even, two talk,
2: talk to him. Talk to him. <laughs> okay, let's let's show some love to my man Trey because that's that, that that he's that good. But the thing is, so are our safeties. Our safeties are just that good that they need to be recognized in the same way because you lose a, a top two cornerback talent. And then your off your defense still shuts down offenses. Before I before I get your um your take on that, I'm gonna bring Anthony in. I'm gonna bring my brother in and get some get his takes on some of this. Uh my man, what's going on? You finally got you working.
4: Yeah, I had to come in the house. It wasn't, hey, it wasn't okay. working up in the barn.
2: That's all right. I know you wanted to show off. You wanted to show all your your cool bills, you know, all the stuff you got on the walls. This guy has more bill stuff than like a Bills Hall of Fame. Like it's
4: crazy. Nah, it's it's a nice comfort zone for me, especially yeah, when yeah. the wife's so, yelling at me.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one at all. But yo, um, we were so we were just talking about the Pro Bowl snubs, and we were talking about how Jordan, Micah, um, you know, Tremaine, Josh, all these guys haven't made it. What are your thoughts on on the way that whole thing played out?
4: I, I think it's uh, it's an embarrassment be honest with you if we do if we don't make the super bowl i I wouldn't go if 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 they end up you know getting in i wouldn't go Mm
3: -hmm. i'd pull
4: terrell owens not show up like he did the hall of fame
2: yeah well you know what It, it comes down to you know you gotta you you have to you just gotta you gotta do right because at some point it's like the NFL. So the NFL to me is getting to the point where fans are starting to realize like okay a is about it's always been about money but a is about money b like they show favoritism like you know it's always the Brady's it's always the Rogers it's always so it's like now it, when it's affecting our defensive players like this and, and we're a small market. So we don't, we don't get the attention all the time anyway, but this year and last year we deserved the attention. So, you know, it's one thing when Bill's fans will, will go out there and scream and cry about the fact that they um, feel like the team deserves more, but we really were, you know, we were six and 10 and we were. I don't you know, know how you be nine. first
4: in defense and uh, not one person on the defense make the pro bowl. Not one, not, not one. one. You're for literally you're and uh, all statistically your first your first place in your defense and not one person on the defense made the team. Come on.
2: Doesn't make just, make sense. At,
4: at that at that point it's it's you know it's blatant to me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. blatant disrespect well, to the Buffalo Bills.
2: Well, look, so let's let's talk a little bit, man. And um I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring my man Jeremiah back in here in a moment. But before we do, I I I wanna introduce you for a second oh. here. Um I know everyone knows you, I know everybody knows you, but my man Anthony is the co-founder of Poncho's Army, and he's doing a lot of good stuff in Buffalo and beyond—not just Buffalo. He's doing a lot for a lot of people. Uh, so, why don't you take a quick moment? Just tell us a little bit about how Poncho's Army got started. Tell me what your—you know—what your goals are. You know well, who you're trying to reach and what you're trying to do.
4: First and foremost, uh, I'm nothing without amazing people like you, and you know ha- a lot of people on Twitter. I mean, we are, we're a band of misfits, but we try to, we try to do, spread some good. You know I mean? It all started when my mother got cancer and uh, Ezra got cancer and it just, you know, it, it grew from there. You know, we, we tried to just give back more and, you know, keep Ezra's legacy alive and it just grew, It you know, and it was just amazing to see all the people that reached out. You know, I mean, we got people from Alaska, people from Canada. I mean, it's. Even people in Mexico. I mean, they're. It, it's it's a. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's just to see people contribute in the way that they do, and to show the love, especially in the in the time of this world that we're in right now. It's you know we need more of it. So.
2: But yeah, and and. I'm proud to say that that um, you're my friend and brother man like we you've been uh it's been it's been a few years now that you've been doing this and it's been a few years now that we've known each other and one of the things that I can say about you is that um you don't you don't take any anything lightly like regardless of how small or how big some may consider something you're giving it the same energy every single time it doesn't matter if it's something that that uh, you're helping somebody for 10 bucks or if it's something that you're helping somebody for a hundred thousand. So man, for that, I just want to say thank you for being a part of the community of Buffalo. I want to say thank you for being my friend and my brother. And Hey man, let's continue to make this thing. Great man. 2022 is coming.
4: Absolutely. we really, really appreciate it, man. I agree. I appreciate all your support and especially everybody at Bill's mafia. Like I said, I call it Bill's Mafia. familia. It's, it's truly a family. You know, where we care about each other, we reach out, where, you know, we spread that love where you know, where sometimes some people can't, you know, they can't get it. So I'm great, I'm grateful to be a part of it.
2: All right. So let me bring my brother, uh my, my brother Jeremiah back in real quick. We got a super chat from John. Um, we kind of already answered this, but let, let's let's talk about it together. Um so how is a top passing defense and a top five passing offense now have these guys selected? Josh and Poyer lead or top three in the league in almost every category and i mean that's kind of that that speaks to what uh, jeremiah was talking about earlier when it, he, he even brought up the legion of boom statistics um we're just better we're just better so i don't
4: i don't quite get it i don't get it i just want somebody to make it make sense
0: no, it doesn't. I,
3: I, I stopped trying to, um, after that came out, I think I stopped trying to understand it. Cause yeah. um, I, I, was, I text, you. I think I text Spence afterwards. Like, dude, I just, I don't get it, dude. I don't know what they're doing back there in the office. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody's clearly not paying attention. Yeah. They just don't like <laughs> it. it's know, too cold well, here. I feel like, I feel like even, I feel like people
2: are paying attention. So, so let me, let me say it like this. I feel like, you know, in the, all season I've been saying, you know, Poyer for All Pro, we riot. Poyer for All Pro, we riot. Right? Yeah. What are we the gonna do is, about that? Well, this isn't the All Pro selection, so I'm not rioting yet. I, I got to save my energy for that. It's gonna happen. But, well, but that's that's kind of where I was going. I feel like um, the I feel like the the proper recognition will come. Like I think this is the year that Jordan is is going to be an All Pro. If I'm wrong about that, man, it, it's it should be like something that's investigated. Like real talk. Like not even being funny, that has to be because you can't look at you can't look at this team and you can't look at your brother Jeremiah. You can't look at Jordan and tell me that he's not All Pro worthy. I, I just I, I don't even want to hear the conversation.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. I um, I I, uh, I don't know what's going on back there. And and he should by every means he should be an All Pro uh, first team, not second team. He should be a first team All Pro and but i just i stopped uh holding out faith that they'll give him his due to be honest
2: well let's talk a little bit about the game so we just went to uh foxborough and we smacked we beat the brakes off the new <laughs> patriot beat the brakes off of them uh let's talk a little bit about my guy i've been hard on isaiah mckenzie i've been i've been pretty tough on him uh but i've been tough on him in the sense of of punt return and kick return He filled in as a wide receiver this week because of Cole Beasley being out. How do we feel about his performance? How do we feel about it going forward? Do we feel like um there should be, you know, like where where do we where do we go with from here? Let's start with Anthony real quick, because I feel like me and Jeremiah talked a whole lot real quick before he jumped in. So let's start with Anthony and then I swing that question over to Jeremiah.
4: I'll be honest with you. I told you guys a week before the game, I said little dirty's gonna have it. I said he's gonna tear it up. I said he's gonna burn these boys like a brisket you know, he, he, he just, he's, he's that mentality. He's, he's, he's there for the team. He's there for our community. He's just, uh, he's an all around guy that I, I think we can utilize more than just in the punt return.
2: Yeah. Well, so, and, and so I'll swing this part of the question to Jeremiah. So I'm not, I'm not a personal, so I'm a huge fan of Isaiah McKenzie. I'm not a fan of him as a punt return kick returner. And the reason being is not that I don't think that he's not Dangerous. I think he's absolutely dangerous when he gets the ball in his hands and he makes a decision. My issue with, with him back there was that I didn't feel like he really made decisions quickly and because of that then you have times where you know you get a turnover here or you get lost yards here or whatever just whatever the case which is subsequently the reason he was benched. How do you feel about him in this offense?
3: I uh personally I think I've been saying this since like week two. I think he's he is uh, the most dangerous piece that a team can have because he's somebody that you could put in a bunch of – he's a hes a, a do-it-all tool on the offensive end. Now, in the discussion – I've said this as well – in the discussion between him and Cole Beasley, they they are two different types of players, two different types of slots. I think uh, McKenzie is a do-it-all tool that you could put and implement in the offense, and especially when they're blitzing or they're bringing four, dropping seven against Josh because they don't want him to throw the football because he's going to find holes, he's fast, and he's going he's gonna to burn. That's what he does. Colby oh. is a blitz beater. He's been a blitz mm. beater since he was. Uh, that's why he had such a good first year, second year. People were bringing pressure at Josh that, a lot. And the first two years with us, he was he was killing it. And this year they're not blitzing him as much. I think they can both be used properly in this offense to help win a Super Bowl.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so and and I guess so at the top of this, I was saying like, you know, it's time for like Cole. I, I don't I don't want Cole to not be involved. I love Cole. And I think um, kind of what you were just saying, he's a he's an automatic kind of get open kind of dude. I want him in his offense, but I think it, it needs to get to a point where instead of us making sure Beasley gets seven or eight targets or six targets, I need some of those to go to Isaiah. Like I, I need some of those to go to Isaiah because, to your point, he's dangerous. I always compare him to Tariq Hill. I don't think he's as good as Hill because, obviously, he would be the number one wide receiver on some team if he was. Don't tell that to Isaiah. Has,
4: you said what, Anthony? Don't say that
2: to Isaiah. No, I'll <laughs> say it to him if he wants to come on the show. It's not a diss. It's not a slight to him. No, I know um, what you're saying.
4: I'm like, that yeah. guy's motivated beyond motivators.
2: Yeah and, he, and and that's what I love about him. He's hungry and, but but he's talented. So for me looking at him I'm like, yo, he needs he needs the same type of snaps. He needs the same t- they need to put him in the game plan the same way Kansas City puts Tariq Hill in in their game plan. Uh let's talk a little bit about um just just cuz looking back on that game and then you go on Twitter and everybody in the comments from new england it's like well, who the hell is this mckenzie dude i don't know if y'all saw that it, like but it was a lot of people who is this number 19 who is this dude that is tearing us up who is this who is that uh so now do you see it being that uh if if we get him some steps our team's gonna have to start kind of preparing for him or is it still do you still think it's a it's a cole beasley like it's his spot when he gets right back you want to go
4: but I think you got. Uh, I think you got a lot more to worry about than just Cole Beasley. I mean, you got Gabe Davis. I mean, Isaiah. You got Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, you got a shit ton of trouble right there.
2: I think. I think um, Davis is out another week. Uh, I believe so because uh, unless they, were well, they just changed hey, the rule from they 10 changed to the five, rule, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is 10 days, um, but now they changed it to five. But prior to them changing it to five, he tested positive, I believe, Saturday or Friday. So he's he would have missed this upcoming week as well. But now that that's changed, hopefully we can get him back for this game here.
3: Um, For, for me, as far as like you brought up Tyreek Hill, I like a comparison as far as McCall Hardman. I think that mm. uh, McKenzie in a fly motion, he, he, he makes them flow towards him, opens up running lanes um i think that you can run a lot of stuff with him in the backfield you can run a lot of stuff from him on the slot from the outside like i said he's a he for me he's a do-it-all tool that like you have to pay attention to which in the end is going to open up um uh, open up digs which is the goal for uh (laughs) to get your number one wide receiver on on mad coverage so he's um, definitely a distraction for the defense
2: yeah yeah anthony let me ask you this man um so not this past sunday against the patriots but the sunday prior Devin Singletary had the best game that we've seen from a running back in a Buffalo Bills uniform this season. It it still wasn't necessarily like, you know, it wasn't Thurman Thomas, but it was, a, it was the best game we had this year from a running back. Then this game, he, he, he has some plays, but it wasn't quite the same performance. How do you feel about our running game right now? What do you, what do you think needs to happen going forward, going into the playoffs? Cause we're pretty much there. We're at the playoffs now. So uh, what do you expect out this running game?
4: I really think that we just have to utilize them. In a way that uh, that they're used to, you know, running the ball. I mean, Moss is he, he's a banger, man. That that man hits heads. He just runs through the hole. I mean, Singletary is he's a different running back from Moss. I mean, then you got Breda. I mean, you got you got a lot of options. I mean, as far as for the running back, but I mean, I'm pretty content for our running backs. I think once our o line gets back strength, you know, playing together, I think they'll they'll th- they'll show more continuity. You know, as far as like Deion Dawkins coming in and filling in for uh, for Ike, you know, speedy recovery to him, you know, know, he came in and he came in and he handled his business. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, with that next man up mentality, I think, you know, all our running backs are going to see a fair share. But I think, you know, once one gets hot, I think we need to stick with them and, you know, you know, shake that out.
2: Man, Jeremiah, this um, – Anthony just brought up a good point. He was talking about the offensive line. I feel like this past Sunday was the best performance that we've seen from our offensive line all year. How 100%. do you feel about our line?
4: 100%. Josh did a lot of things, too, that that we haven't seen from him in, in the past, you know, three to four weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: 100% this is the best um, – from, yeah. from my point of view, the best performance from the O-line. I think um, – I think Ryan Bates could have played guard all year. I do think that they were protecting him as a backup center um, because you never know, and I think he's the only other one that can snap the ball. Um, but I think he could be one of the better guards. Um, definitely the a, a better guard on our team, but one of the better guards in the NFL if they let him play it for a while. Um, I do like the timing <laughs> of Bates coming yeah. into the lineup. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, it was it was um, it was refreshing to to watch a game and, and not see Josh Allen get beat up. Like there were plays where he was really standing there with time to throw just like time. <laughs> you know, and, and it's been rare this season where we've seen Josh have that ability, but you see what happens when he does. Um, let's talk a little I bit about started, Josh's performance.
4: I'll be honest, I think it started from the second half from the Bucs game. You know, from that second half of the Bucs game, it clearly was a clearly different offensive line.
2: I think Josh has been different since the second half of that Bucks game. I think he yeah, came absolutely. like that. Yeah, that Bucks game, um, that first half, I, I feel like I'm not saying that because I, I don't think that the team let him down by any means, but I feel like something clicked for him to say, you know what? If I have to do this by my damn self, I'm going to do it. If y'all with me, let's go. <laughs> and I just feel like he's on that zone, you know, not anything against anybody else, but I just feel like he no. made his mind up at that point. Like, look, this is what's Get happening. Get on my
4: back. Get on my back. Yeah. We're going for a ride.
3: I, uh, and I said this. Oh, my fault. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I said this about um Josh in 2018. I, I think Um there's like points, there's like moments, in especially young quarterbacks' careers. Um, you've seen it kind of with Brady when he gets smacked by Clements, stands up, get, tells his old lineman to get off me. Like those moments make players want to play for you. And when he jumps over the Vikings, uh, Anthony Barr, I was at that game. That was the first game I seen him play in person. And when he jumps <laughs> over Anthony Barr, like that tells the rest of the players that I don't give a damn what I'm lacking right now. But like when when I when stuff comes down the line, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it everything I got. And that that you can know. And so um I ever since that game, I I, I said the Bills got their franchise guy. Uh, and you've seen it, he jumps over Kansas City Chiefs guy third and long for first down, he jukes uh um, jc jackson with the ball with the ball like these little plays when he, he uh fumbled the snap against dallas picks it up says no i'm getting this you know what i mean like these are plays that shows your. don't team, give me chills right these are plays that shows your team like yo i'm I'm here to ride and you guys as long as you ride with me like we can do this and uh that's what i respect that's what i don't see in mac unfortunately past fans sorry
2: Oh, no. Well, you know what? Mac is like, I don't even know why um, the the national media is so I'm not saying that he's not going to be good. I think he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be um, again. Everybody keeps saying, oh, well, yeah, he's a rookie now. He's going to take a Josh Allen leap. Look, Josh Allen wasn't expected to make a Josh Allen leap. So so when I talk about Mac Jones and I talk about um, his limitations, the thing is, it's very difficult. Yeah, you can lift weights, but he's not his arm isn't going to get like that much stronger he's not gonna get you know he's accurate I'll give him that but his arm isn't gonna get like he's not gonna be able to throw the ball through the side of a wall so like I I just don't know what my expectations are but before we get to Mac before we talk about him you mentioned um Josh jumping over players and stuff like that just from a perspective as much as you can because I I don't want to um cross any lines here but as much as you can like what is it like like when so after the game and your brother calls you or texts you and something like that happens like on defense, what are those guys, you know what I mean? Like, what's the conversation like on that side? Like, dude, did you see that shit? You know, like, because I, I, it, it amazes us as fans. I just always wondered how the players react to that stuff when they see it from the sideline.
3: Well, I, I think he's been around Josh um, a long time. Um, and I think that what he tells you into the national media uh, about Josh is how he feels. He, he will go to war with that kid any day because – he knows that he's josh is going to give everything to win a football game and, yeah. that, and that's something that like you don't get in a lot of players you don't get in a lot of quarterbacks somebody that can just hop in as a rookie and get that respect from um from the we have v- veterans on the team and, and and he did that and he's been growing ever since it hasn't slowed down
2: absolutely yeah, anthony Anthony, for you when, when was the first time you remember like when you saw josh and then and then you were just like okay no this is the guy
4: I'll be honest, just the way he interacted with our community, my son had a flag football tournament and he just showed up and like just dominated it. And, you know, I've seen him out at the restaurants and stuff and and at the bar, you know, when I paid for his tab, he clearly, he looked at me, he's like, you don't have to do that. I told him to go help himself. I go cut it out. Welcome to Buffalo. I'm like, this is how we treat family. You know, we take, you know, and he just, he, he continued to grow, you know, he dominated every year from, from year one to where he's at now, he's improved drastically. And it's it's amazing just, to
2: see. Just so you know, I love you, man. Now you're gonna make me work, you got me editing because you, you're dropping F-bombs, black
4: Sorry about that, you didn't tell me about
2: that. <laughs> no, it's cool, it's cool. I just got to edit now, it's cool. And um, we ain't got much longer. Um, for me, it was, I remember the, the year we drafted him, it was, so I'll be honest, and, and I've said this publicly before, so y'all can beat me up like everybody else has. Um, when when it was time to draft him, I wanted Lamar Jackson because we were coming off of a Tyrod Taylor led team. So the way the offense looked for us, it was more of a mobile, you know, it, it was that that look. So I'm like, I want, I, I want Lamar. Dude, when when we drafted Josh and then you went we went to the uh practice, Josh threw a ball, I can't even remember who caught it, but like in practice, he threw a ball like 65 yards down the field that was just like effortless. Effortless, and I I remember I called my grandfather like, and I was like, "Dude, okay, this kid is different. This kid is different. It's about to be like that." Um, you know, I, I know everybody. I know everybody kind of has the he same. Did it feelings. in Wyoming,
4: though, man. He did it in Wyoming, man. Just the same deal. He put them kids on his back, and he said, "Let's go." And look at what they're doing now, man. They're winning bowl games. So I just they didn't got- really
2: watch Wyoming a lot, you know. And and I, I mean, I get it. He was doing it, but it was like, you know, I didn't really watch him a lot because. Um, you know, they're not one of the schools that like everybody, you know, really, Wyoming. you know, everybody watches Alabama, Clemson, mm-hmm. you know, and not not anything away from Wyoming or anything away from any other schools. But, you know, like the big games, everybody watches certain games. You watch Notre Dame, you watch Ohio State, but Wyoming just wasn't that team. So like for me, it was like ah. and then Lamar just won the Heisman. So I'm like, no, I want Lamar. I want Lamar. Man, was I wrong? I was so <laughs> and I I would have been happy with Lamar. I think Lamar has done a very good job for his, up to this point in his career. I think people in um, Baltimore are happy with him, but man, Josh is different.
4: Yeah, he is.
3: I I do think that because I was uh, on the Lamar train as well. Um, I think that he would have came in and made an immediate like immediate playoff Super Bowl because of the way the team was formed at the time. It was a really good defense with mm-hmm. a all right running, like a solid running game. And then, I mean, you just game manage the game away. So he was probably the best game manager in the draft that um, that you could have had that could just break explosive plays. Um, I didn't like the rest of the quarterbacks. I'm not going to lie. I didn't like Baker. I didn't like Rosen. I didn't like Donald. And I so Josh wasn't a, a bad pick for me, but I'm glad that uh, yeah. it all worked out. <laughs> Man, I'm going
2: to just tell you, Baker is boost. I talked about <laughs> Baker and I was supposed to, <laughs> I was supposed to open this show up. That's how I was gonna do my monologue. I was gonna talk about how horrible Baker is for 15 minutes before I brought you two on because <laughs> the way I see Baker, real talk, like Baker Baker talks he does. as if he plays like Josh. That's how I see it. He talks so much stuff. Like he talks like he's so good, but he's not. Like he he I don't know. He he he's he's, he's bronze, a sober.
4: Man. He's a sober Johnny Manziel
2: I think that's disrespect for the Johnny Manziel. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: um, man. I, for for me, what Baker, like what he gives off is that confidence that he wants from his teammates that Josh has mm-hmm. earned through those plays that I'm telling you about. Like Josh has earned those. He didn't come in talking a bunch. He didn't come in. He came in and just showed that he had heart. He, I think that Baker I is trying to talk way. like he has heart and it just kind of, it's not working out for him as far as that but i do think he's all right i'm not gonna say here
2: <laughs> well no i mean he's all right he's in the nfl he's talent i don't want to make it seem like i'm sitting here saying he, sh- he shouldn't be in the league at all <laughs> no, but what i'm you, saying is like when you're the number one overall pick and you have the roster that you have he has one of the for his entire career
4: his For his
2: entire is. career he's had one of the deepest mm-hmm. rosters on both sides of the ball and you can't tell me he hasn't because i got I got receipts, bro. Like, <laughs> there's no way in the world you're going to tell me if you gave Josh Allen his rookie year, if you tell me you're going to give Josh Allen the type of offense, offensive weapons that he had, as opposed to Kelvin Benjamin, like, you mean to tell me he wouldn't have performed better with that team? And then, and then you give him two, give Josh Allen right now, right now, two great running backs with that offensive line and the arm that he has, and tell me we're not winning the Super Bowl year in and year out. Like it's gonna be a whole new dynasty.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I agree yeah, with you. See, not, y'all can even argue with me. you can even argue. <laughs> I agree with you, but,
2: you know. So, mm. and I guess that's why I'm hard on Baker, because he talks like and and uh, Rex Ryan said the other day, he's like, you know, we see 10 commercials and four interceptions, and that's what I see. Like that's what I see. He's out here on TV every single every time I it don't even have to be football. I turn the channel, I'm watching snowfall, and all of a sudden I see Baker Mayfield talking, talking, you know. It's like why why is Baker wh- why? Why when Josh when 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 Josh came out the draft and he had his rookie year, he he didn't he he wasn't as accurate as everybody wanted him to be. He went and worked. He got a little bit better. He worked on some things. Cool. Second year still wasn't there. He went and worked. You didn't see Josh starting to do all of this national stuff. Cleveland is just as small of a market as Buffalo. And people could argue that all they want to. Baker chose to go that route as opposed to go. And I'm not saying he doesn't work, but it's clear what's was super, super important to Josh Allen. And what's super super important to Josh Allen is being one of those guys that when it's all said and done, he's going to go down as being remembered as a dog. And as, I don't get that from Baker. I don't.
3: As some someone who came from Cleveland as a fan, um, that that organization is the infrastructure. It, it's not it's not the players. It's not it's the infrastructure of the organization. So when you get to Cleveland, you get your bag. That's why. <laughs> That's why Baker's been <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Baker's been doing what he can to get his bags and I respect it. It is what it is. Um but yeah, you're not wrong. If Josh Allen had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt running the ball down the throws, like Josh Allen might have five thousand yards a year. So I don't know.
2: Dude, this man Baker, and I'm gonna get off Baker, but this man Baker had had he had Odell Beckham Jr. at one point. I know he's gone now, but he had Odell Beckham Jr. Who we have, uh David and Joku. He had Austin Hooper. He has, uh, what's his other receiver? Uh,
3: Jarvis. Jarvis Landry.
2: So you mean to tell me with Jarvis Landry, now, now yeah, now Josh has digs for two years, right?
4: But it, it, come on, man.
2: Let, we can get off Baker. We can get off Baker. <laughs> yeah,
4: did you let's, see let's, that, tweet, that tweet where OBJ said he was close to finding out where he lived in the stadium and that's why they caught him?
2: Yo, no, I didn't see that. Oh, that oh, was my funny, God. man. I was dying. I wanted I wanted him to go somewhere where he was going to be not necessarily the number 1 wide receiver but just somewhere where he was going to be involved in the offense. And I think he he kind of struck gold out there in, in LA. Obviously, um our, our boy Robert Woods got injured, so that kind of helped as far as targets for him and everything. Uh hopefully a, a speedy recovery to Robert, man. And I miss him in Buffalo. I miss him in Buffalo. Jeez, if I if I miss a receiver, it's Robert Woods.
3: Buffalo's groomed some good ones back in back in the Wyatt Teller out there making the Pro Bowl every year. I was just
4: going to say, man, Wyatt <laughs> Teller, I love that dude. He got paid, man. Good for him.
2: Yeah, yeah, good for him. But you know what? At the time, and, and I know sometimes now Bill's fans, we still kind of go back and forth about it. Like, he's the one that got away. But in all honesty, you know, if you remember that year, we were going to cut him. He wasn't going to make the roster.
4: We had a lot of good guys, man. A lot of, yeah. lot of potential, you know what I mean? It's, it's, hard to, it's a hard job, man. <laughs> yeah.
2: So Anthony, okay. tell we me something, man. It. This Sunday, uh, we got a home game again, right? We're going up against these Atlanta Falcons. Yes, sir. Um, so what where's the tailgate? What was happening? What, where's the party at Sunday morning? So when everybody who's listening to this and everybody who's watching, when they want to get out there and they want to they want to hang out with, with Pancho's army and the Bills Mafia babes and yeah, whoever we'll be else the, is hanging with. We'll bro.
4: be at the mafia house, uh cooking chicken wings and pizza logs and uh You know, next week uh, for the Jets game, we'll be doing uh, for the Feedmore, Western New York Feedmore, we're doing another, uh, like, a a food drive. So we'll have some good prizes uh, that are being donated. So it'll be a lot of fun. Other than that, man, we'll, we'll be at the Mafia house.
2: I'm gonna tell y'all what if y'all haven't tailgated and I know Buffalo tailgates the way Buffalo tailgates and we do the damn thing ain't nobody like us around the league right but if you haven't had a chance to tailgate with Anthony and the rest of Poncho's army I'm gonna just tell you you need to find your way to wherever it is that he's gonna be this Sunday because uh, look they they party it's the way to do it
4: am I lying no no, you ain't lying. We have a good time, okay. man. There's a lot of good spots. <laughs> so, man. Can, so why are you, you telling me to, to cut Hammers. it out? <laughs> yo, you can go to Hammers lot. You can go to the grass. No, 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 not no, no, no,
2: no, no, no. Don't go to Hammers. I'm I, Jay yeah, I, I'm
4: no support Hammers. Yeah, I do not. I'm not a fan uh, of the way <laughs> the man treats people. And uh, but I'm not going to see her and waste my time.
2: No. I mean, you're right. If people want to, people like to go go where they
4: want to go. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do nowadays. It's it's just not me.
2: I'm going to tell y'all the fun and the right place to be. Go be with Poncho's army and my man, Anthony. That's the place to be. Listen, man, you never know who
4: might show up, man. We had Mary Wilson show up, uh, Ralph Wilson's wife show up last week. Uh, she showed up in her, yo, let me tell you what, bro, this, this thing, I was like, yo, I was like, is that a PT Cruiser? She's like, hell no, that ain't no PT Cruiser. She's like, that's my BB Cruiser. This thing was a decked out PT Cruiser, bro, with the Bills logo on the side, all leather, white leather interior, bro. This thing was, I'm telling you, it was like West Coast Customs, hit that shit up.
2: I can't tell you the last time I saw a PT Cruiser. I think like in my mind, when I think of PT Cruisers now, I think of a baby from, from Young or Cash Money. Like I don't, I don't, I can't remember anybody else with a PT Cruiser.
4: Man, she's an amazing woman. Man, she's uh, I don't know how old she is, but she comes out. She'll have a beer with us. She don't care if it's a Miller Lite or a Bush Light. She she comes out and supports what we do because we do the food drives and you know like just this past Christmas we did a we did a thing for the Monday Night game. We raised uh, eight hundred bucks and we supported some local family here in Lewiston uh, that lost their mother to COVID. It was four kids. They, their Christmas was amazing. So. I mean thank you again to everybody else that came out and supported that and uh our food drives and everything that we do, man. I, I appreciate everybody's help and uh and again, thank you and God bless.
2: Well, do you have anything coming because like I said, the, the season is ending. So um, you know, I know it's it's getting to that point where a lot of what we do is gonna kinda take a little bit of a of a a break because the season is breaking but yeah. do you have anything major coming up that people can get involved with any um donations that that you're looking for or just anything
4: well as of right now we're doing the food drive coming up for the jets game that's uh for the western new york feedmore um as far as that um this summer we're planning on uh Poncho's army's first annual golf tournament um we're looking to secure thurman thomas patty thomas uh, a couple other people, Joe Croom, maybe Jeremiah wants hey, to come out man. and hang out.
3: Oh man, uh, my golf swing is—I don't know. Yo, we, listen, <laughs> no, I'll be
4: there. got it. You can drive the cart, fam. Yeah,
3: facts. Yo,
4: <laughs> we'll, hey, shout we'll, out we'll to Joe
2: Croom. That's my dude. Shout out to Joe yo. Croom. That's my guy right there. Yeah.
4: Me and Joe Croom spent the uh, spent the ride all the way out to Tennessee together. So we learned a lot about each other. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. He good people. <laughs> He's a good he man. Real good people.
1: Yeah.
4: He's he's remarkable, man. He's he's sometimes I think he's in over his head and then next thing you know, this man's sitting on top of the world. I love it. You know, You'd he works him. hard. He him. does he does a lot of things for a lot of people that nobody sees and it, it's remarkable to to have him a part of Poncho's army as well.
2: So um, so let's let's before we get out of here, we got a few minutes left before we get out of here. Let's talk a little bit about this game Sunday. Um, what are your expectations? Let's start with Jeremiah real quick. What are your expectations? Um, and it doesn't have to be a long one because I don't think that there's really much to say. Uh, what, do, what do you expect to see this Sunday?
3: Uh, I think this is an ideal matchup for our team. I think that they like to throw the ball, and I think that we are very good at not letting people throw the football. So <laughs> I think I think we can bring four and drop seven and and have four or five, nah, three or four picks on, on Sunday.
2: I need your brother to get one.
3: Yeah, facts. Well, facts. I hope yeah, he's so.
4: got, like, all four of them. After see. he got – yo, Hyde robbed him, man. He got – yo, he, he yeah. Boyer gave him two. He's like, man, you told that. We're going to mess around and we're going to drop this thing.
2: Yeah, I tweeted that. I was like, yo, Micah stole Jordan's pick, man. And that, that. <laughs> but, that you know, the funny. thing is, though, you can tell that the whole team. They love like, each they other. Got this, yeah, it's a love with everybody where it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure Jordan wanted it. But at the same time, it's like, look, man, we all out here and and yep. we're going to be a dominating defense. What, what are your ex- expectations this Sunday, Anthony?
4: I actually think it's going to be a good game. I don't think uh, people think we're going to walk all over them. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's definitely going to be some interceptions by uh, Matt Ryan. But as far as our defense, man, we look we look ready to go. Our offense is humming. I think we're definitely going to pull it out. But, you know, they're a hungry team, man. I think they're, what, 7-7? Seven and seven? What are they? I mean, I know I know they're fighting for a playoff spot as well, I think. I think they're 500, aren't they?
2: Uh, you know what I'm I'm going to be honest with you I wasn't even that that um that prepared because I I know they aren't good and <laughs> I, I, I see yeah. I see beehive uh,
4: we said that shit about the jags bro we can't The jags that, aren't
2: good no no and that's what I was man. about to bring up cuz cuz beehive sports podcast in the comments just said expectation don't let a jags game I don't happen.
4: underestimate any
2: opponent is, but no, you know what? I'm, I'm going to underestimate them just like I underestimated the Jags. And the reason oh. why is because you st- I can still tell you, man, look, 10, 10 out of 10 games, the Buffalo Bills will probably lose one game to the Jags. <laughs> and, and the thing is, they lost that game. I don't, know, I don't know why they lost that game, but we are a better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And nobody honest, can
4: tell me differently. Listen, man, we've gotten, we went over to London and got handed an L from the Jags. We got handed an L in the playoffs from the Jags. So it does different I, I like,
2: those are different years, man. You just can't, saying, you can't I'm like, that it's that just
4: game. something about them teams. Like the teams that we're supposed to beat, we lose to, and the teams that we're supposed to lose to, we end up we end up winning. It's just it's and a weird philosophy. Like we're built to we're built to face certain different teams. You know what I mean? It's just.
3: I appreciate your point of view, and the players should absolutely take that mindset. But as a fan, we're supposed to beat the S word. Out of the Falcons team, you can say yeah. shit. Just yeah. The other words you can't. I want to make sure. I want to make sure. Um, but I, I do appreciate it because the players should absolutely have that mindset. That absolutely. we're just going to play I mean, every game individually. Like you yeah. saw, and, when and we were the that whole sideline,
4: that whole sideline, they were like, you, they were at like a DMX concert. I swear, they were like moving. They were like, "Let's go! You want to come to here? And you think you're gonna beat us? That's the way well, we and- should be playing all year long."
2: And that, well, that's where I can agree with you, Anthony, is like, OK, we have to show up for the game. But my yeah. thing is, I just feel like we didn't show up for that game. And that's not a, I love my guys, but I feel like that's the game that that's the game that if I could have any game back this year out of all the losses we've had, I'm not I'm not as angry about the first Patriots game because it was the weather. Um, I'm Holy. not I'm not using that as an excuse, but it was clearly the weather like Josh couldn't throw in that stuff as great as he is. Um, it's the Jaguars game that I want back. And and the thing is, if we would have just shown up, we would have destroyed that team. There's no way that the defense holds a team to nine points and you have an offense with those guys only score six. That's the problem. It's not, we we didn't, I'm not worried about the Jags. I'm not worried about this Atlanta team. They got, They you know what I mean? So it's like, so when I'm I say like, no, Jags. I'm underestimating. I'm rooting
4: for the Jags this weekend. I'll
2: tell you that. Absolutely. Freaking I'm rooting for them this weekend and they better go and do the damn thing.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Miami's, I'm going to be a Miami fan the next week too.
2: Yeah, they, they, um, now Miami, here's the thing. Miami can, can actually, the way, maybe I'm looking at the statistic, they can, but they can actually still make the playoffs. And if I guess, depending on, based on how new England performs, new England can still miss.
3: Yeah. Yeah. If the New England loses two, they, and the Miami wins two, I believe New England would be out. Um, let's do that. (laughs) I'm a big (laughs) Miami fan until we see them in the playoffs. Big Miami fan. And yeah, if we all end mine. up 11 and
4: six, <laughs> if we end up 11 and six with Kansas City, I think we're first seed, right? That would be, yeah, that would yeah. be, uh, that'd be a Christmas gift and a half.
2: <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. But, but yo, so before we get out of here, Anthony, um, if you got any shout outs or anything that you, that, like I said, you just talked about, about the charity, but if you got anything that you want to shout out real quick and, and talk about, let's uh, talk about that real quick. Let everybody know where they can find you on your socials.
4: Well, uh, Twitter, I'm on uh, Bkufu, Bival Pancho. Um, on Instagram, I'm uh, ponchosarmy Army Seven One Six. Uh, first and foremost, boys, I want to say uh, Happy Holidays to you guys. Happy New Years. You know, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, to everybody out there that supports me again, thank you so much, and God bless. And you know, let's keep let's keep this thing rolling, man. Let's go Bills.
2: Yes, sir. Let's go Bills, Jeremiah. Let everybody know where they can find you. What you got going on?
3: Ah, uh, you ain't you ain't gotta follow me on socials, but I do want to <laughs> let all, I do want to let all Bills Mafia know that it's all love. I swear it's all love between the Poyer family and Bills Mafia. Um, I I think that we can get a little bit misinterpreted sometimes. Um, oh, it's all love between us and you guys, and and we're all one. Uh, anybody that's supporting a team, my brothers, on Ohana, uh, man, Ohana, man. So, uh, I appreciate you. Uh, wait a, you all. a
4: minute.
2: And damn that! Go on Twitter. He is at jpo underscore na. So at J-Po. jpo underscore na. Talking about don't follow him on social. Go blow that man's <laughs> account up. Let's follow my man's in him because uh, he. First of all, he has good takes, just like you heard tonight. He talks a lot of common sense, which I feel like a lot of times on Sundays, all of us lack, including myself. We get emotional, you know, and, and it's and it is what it is. And he 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 yeah. stays with solid takes. Go follow him. He's a good dude, um, and. Oh, real quick. Also you, I also noticed in you because I meant to ask you about this before. In your in your profile, it's, it, it says COD. Is that for Call of Duty?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I
2: uh, and I've also noticed after games, you kind of you jump in Jordan's comments like COD, and I'm like, wait, y'all y'all, y'all want war?
3: Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we uh we're uh, war zone grinders, or so he is. I, I kind of just jump in when he get on.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. I was about to say, don't 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 start
3: nothing. No. <laughs> <ghost>. <laughs> <laughs> man Well,
2: no. Nah, listen, uh, it's it's poor for all pro. We ride. Y'all know how I do it over here. It's your boy Jay Spencer King, and I represent that Buffalo Rumbling's podcast and YouTube channel. Y'all go follow everybody. Go follow the team, and y'all know it. Y'all take care of each other, love each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills.
4: Go Bills. I gotta say it.
3: Go Bills.
2: Thank you, man. You killing me, bro. No, not my fault. My
1: fault. <laughs>